The Boston Bruins signed a promising young center to an entry-level contract, and current and former members of the team got together for two separate wedding parties over the weekend. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, August 2nd, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. That includes audio, podcast apps, as well as YouTube. Please do search up Locked On Boston Bruins and hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. If you're on Twitter, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about Brett Harrison of the Oshawa Generals signing his entry-level contract. Look at the fun that was had by some Bruins past and present at two separate weddings over the weekend. As well as bring you some news and notes from around the NHL. Let's start with Brett Harrison, shall we? On Monday, August 1st, Boston Bruins general manager Don Sweeney announcing that the team has signed Brett Harrison to a three-year entry-level contract with an annual NHL cap hit of $859,167. 19-year-old skated in 65 games for the Generals of the Ontario Hockey League this past season. 27 goals, 34 assists for 61 points, just shy of a point-per-game average. He added 4 goals and 3 assists in 6 playoff games. Harrison, of course, was selected by Boston in the 3rd round, 85th overall, at the 2021 NHL entry draft. Now it's been a pretty eventful summer for Brett Harrison. He not only appeared at the Bruins development camp, but he was also invited to the 2023 World Junior camp uh, for Team Canada. Now there's a tournament that will begin shortly, World Junior Tournament, to make up for the COVID interrupted 2022 event. Harrison is in the running to make the 2023 team for a tournament that will be played uh, holidays coming up in uh, December into early January. So Harrison on track to be a contributing member 
to a world junior team, which is a great distinction for any junior player. And, you know, he has an opportunity as well to come to Bruins training camp to see how he measures up against not necessarily guys competing for center roles for the current club, but amid some center prospects that the Bruins have in the pipeline. That would include Jack Stadnika, who recently signed a two-year contract extension, uh, Mark McLaughlin, who showed some flashes that he could be a full-time NHLer late last season after signing a deal following his Boston College career. Uh, Oscar Steen could be in the mix for some playing time. Center, more likely right wing. And then looking further down the road, the Bruins, of course, used three picks in last month's draft on centers. Matthew Poitra, Cole Spicer, and Dan's Lockmillins. So, Harrison, you know, grouped with that former group of centers, Poitra, Spicer, Lockmillins, as guys in the pipeline, uh, not yet ready to challenge for an NHL spot. Certainly still probably going to be in the OHL this coming season, playing for Team Canada. Uh, but the Bruins like what they see enough to offer him that entry-level deal, which is a good sign for his development now when it comes to who's actually playing center of course the Bruins remain hopeful they'll resign Patrice Bergeron possibly David Krejci uh Pavel Zaka can play center although he a is still unsigned and b likely to play on the wing in the absence of Brad Marchand to begin the season Charlie Coyle probably best Suited as a third-line center. Thomas Nosek penciled in as the fourth-line center. Trent Frederick can play either the wing or center as well. So the Bruins' bottom six and pipeline looking decent when it comes to the position. But, of course, the top two center positions still very much um, needing to be filled. Uh, perhaps Zaka could step in there if Krejci doesn't sign. I am super confident that Bergeron will be back in the mix. Less so with Krejci, but a lot more than I was, say, a couple months ago with all the reports that he is set to come back. So um, with those two guys in the mix, they'll be in good hands for this season. Beyond is where things will get a bit murky, but, um, you know, they're slowly but surely restocking the pipeline with some center prospects. Whether or not they pan out remains to be seen, but, again, they certainly believe Stanika can still be a contributing member and Harrison down the line. Um, and uh, we'll have to wait and see how that works out for the Boston Bruins. Before we get to some of the uh, 
action off the ice this past weekend. A quick word about betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline is the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today at BetOnline, where the game starts. So, over the weekend, unless you were living under a rock, you probably saw many fun images coming out from Italy, where retired Bruins goalie uh, renewed vows, I believe, with his longtime partner, Yasmina Nicola, over the weekend. Now, I, I believe that they were already married. Uh, looked like they were renewing their vows. Perhaps they hadn't formally um, made those vows waiting until after he was retired, or perhaps now that he's retired, it's kind of a, a fresh start. Who knows? But what we do know is the event allowed for a reunion of sorts, as many of Rask's former teammates were in attendance. One of those who was uh, very active on social media, was Milan Lucic. He, of course, spent several years with the Bruins, winning a Stanley Cup in 2011, and he captured some great moments with Bruins past and present, including David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, Tori Krug, I believe Sean Thornton, was in the mix there as well. Lucic, of course, is now with the Calgary Flames. Tori Krug has gone on to play for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, David Krejci played last season in Czechia. But it was very cool to see the bond formed in 2011, still carrying on to this day. There were some more Current Bruins are more recent additions to the team in attendance. Charlie McAvoy, uh, Kevin Miller was there as well. And the wedding produced a viral moment as Rask, showing off his dance moves, made the rounds on social media. Now, I know a lot of people were saying, get these guys signed. Who cares about this wedding? Just announce a contract for Bergeron and Krejci. For me, it didn't really matter that they are currently unsigned. It was just cool to see these guys together, living their lives, enjoying each other's company, and it's a testament to the bond that is created in the room, off the ice, that we largely don't get to witness. Uh, of course, with social media, we get glimpses, um, and seeing as it was such a special occasion, there was lots of posts, which was really cool from the Bruins, former Bruins, their partners, um, 
Lucic, Marchand together showing off their 2011 tattoos. Um, again, just very cool to see how those bonds carry on. We got a reminder of it back during the COVID lockdown with the 2011 uh, reunion Zoom. And Lucic continues to strike me as kind of a driving force among this group. Someone who, you know, surprisingly emotional and uh, really reflective about his time with the Bruins. You can tell that, um, yeah, those bonds run very deep. And congrats again to Tuca and his wife for uh, for what seemed like a pretty wild and fun um, time over there in Italy over the weekend. Now on Monday, festivities continued for some other current and former Bruins as Taylor Hall was uh, married as well. It's a bit odd to see a wedding on a Monday, but you can um, remember that it was a holiday up here in Canada. And uh, I mean, NHL players obviously work on a different schedule in the summer anyways. Attending that um, event was Jake DeBrusque. I saw Nick Foligno, Eric Howla, Charlie Coyle, among others. So more recent Bruins, uh, not as much legacy players, but kind of guys that, um, yeah, joined the team or have been with the team for a couple years that Taylor Hall has become friends with um kind of weird that the two events overlapped i'm sure it wasn't intentional but uh unfortunate that some of our current bruins can be at hall's event but there were some sabers there as well or former sabers jack eichel kyle Poso, uh curtis lazar former bruin as well uh so kind of guys that hall has connected with over the last couple of years so congrats to taylor hall for, uh, yeah, getting married, and he'll bring that big husband energy into the regular season uh, once training camp begins now in just six or seven weeks, uh, with August having begun, and uh, we're getting closer to the start of a new season. Thank goodness we can talk about actual hockey instead of hockey player weddings. Before we move on, I just want to remind you that you can find all the latest when it comes to NHL news on the Locked On NHL podcast. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things hockey all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute hockey podcast. And thank you again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day single day around the hockey world it is rumored believed that Nazem Kadri could soon be joining the New York Islanders uh, it's believed that he will sign a deal around seven million dollars annual cap hit 
They have around $11 million in cap space, but they do have to sign restricted free agent defenseman Noah Dobson and Alexander Romanov, who was acquired from the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, they're apparently shopping Josh Bailey, who carries a $5 million cap hit. Um, and winger Anthony Beauvillier, goaltender Semyon Varlamov, have also apparently been floated in uh, trade rumors. So, looks as though Nazem Kadri, on his way back to the Eastern Conference, reunited with former Toronto Maple Leafs general manager Lou Lamorello. Uh, when it comes to the Boston Bruins, Kevin Paul DuPont of the Boston Globe pondering how the Bruins could free up some salary cap space to sign Zaka, Bergeron, Krejci. Um, obviously, they'll get some wiggle room by placing Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy on long-term injury reserve, but they'll have to make room for those guys once they're ready to return to the lineup. KPD suggests... And it's something I suggested as well, that Craig Smith could be on the way out. Carries a $3.1 million cap hit for the coming season. Can become a UFA next summer. The Bruins are light on the right side. Uh, with, you know, Jacob Brusk playing on the top line. Followed by David Pasternak. Smith. You had Lazar on the fourth line. You could put Oscar Steen in the lineup. Perhaps give Fabian Lysel a look to begin the season. Um, there are some cheaper options available, a.k.a. Phil Kessel, which would still be fun to me. Um, but Craig Smith certainly could be a guy who um, uh, could be on the move because he doesn't have any trade protection. And he could interest clubs seeking an experienced middle six winger. They might have to sweeten the deal, which could be somewhat prohibitive. Uh, Matt Grizzlick, KPD notes, could also be a trade candidate. He signed through 2023-24, 3.67 million AAV. The Bruins, of course, need to shed some cap space and are perhaps waiting for a decision on Zaka before broaching the Bergeron Krejci deals. They need to know, A, how much he's going to make this coming season. B, if it's going to be a multi-year contract that carries in the next season. And ideally, what David Posternak will be paid next season as well, because if they're going to pay overages for... Bergeron and Krejci, then those will carry into next season. They can give them base salaries with bonuses, and those bonuses come off of next year's cap hit, as a reminder. Finally, the Bruins lost a member of their hockey operations team as Scott Fitzgerald, hired by the Sharks as their new director of player personnel. Fitzgerald had been with the Bruins for about... 15, 16 years, um, he was their chief college scout. The Bruins have drafted and signed NCAA talent, scouring the market for college free agents in recent seasons, and 
could be a significant loss because there have been some good players, even to the last year, Mark McLaughlin, Georgie Merkulov, um, defenseman that was acquired from the Arizona Coyotes. His name escapes me at the moment. Um, but, um, yeah, some great work that was done by well, Michael Callahan was the guy. Uh, done by Fitzgerald. And uh, we wish him the best as he moves on to San Jose. That's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Again, through August, be doing three episodes per week. So subscribe so that you will get your episodes deposited automatically into your uh, feeds. Hope you're all doing well. Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.